everyone and welcome to Fireside Friends. This is an episode. I don't know what episode it is. 46. 46. Fireside it's 46. Friends. Is it 46? Yeah. I need to verify. Computer, please verify. This is episode 46. <laughs> I'm Ryan Versad and with me are my co-hosts, Alan Ibrahim. Hello, how are you doing? Alright, that's Alan's friend, Bob. <laughs> Hi, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Thanks. Nice to see you. Oh, goodbye. Nice to see you. <laughs> oh, he flew away on a magic school bus. That's so nice. Hi, I'm here. Hello. Where was that character from? Uh, the magic school bus uh, live action series. Duh. He's Arthur's dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ever since his son died in space, he's been uh, pretty rattled. But I think he's holding on. Him and Miss Frizzle hang out a lot now. That's ironic because Miss Frizzle is the one that took them to space. <laughs> she's still she's still guilt ridden about the whole situation, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Katie is also here. Hello, I am here. The crew is here. Late podcast, but a full of hype and spirit. We're here. Yes. Fireside friends. How? What's everybody doing? What's up? Hmm. Hmm. It's summer. <laughs> Got my backwards hat on. It's time yep. to fucking party. What, what, what can I, it's summer. It's raining. Did it rain anybody? Uh, here it it's uh kind of sunny actually. So. Oh. Oh. Alan, rain check. We. <laughs> is that what? <laughs> I guess that is what a rain check is, isn't it? <laughs> yes, we've been getting a lot of rain lately. Or it's either rain or just intense humidity, nonstop. That's all we get here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, and the Ryan Prasad rain check. That's right. That's me. I wanted to be a meteorologist when I was a kid. That that lasted very long. Wow. Yeah. And then your parents were like, "Get a job that pays." <laughs> well, I was more just like, "This is fucking boring." Yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> I don't care about the weather. It's what just am I gonna do? Being a weird. It's being a weird mystic. You're you're predicting the future. Am I? Isn't I it? guess that's true. It's but a I'm science, also though. just like, look at these graphs and then make some shit up, maybe. Look at these graphs. Look at this graph. <laughs> no. This doesn't make me laugh. I'm oh. sorry. I can't I can't so reference a single other line in, in Nickelback's photograph. A classic of our times. I know all the lyrics to like most Nickelback songs. Oh no, Katie, okay, let's talk about it. Can you sing me all of Rock's Rockstar is the best Nickelback song? <gasps> probably how many, can. How many? How many albums do they have? Uh, I don't know, but my dad was really like he really liked them, and so did my mom. And my dad would make like he made these mixtapes called Driving. He had like five <laughs> versions of Driving, and that would be what he played in the car. And Nickelback was on them, so. I like I like the name of this playlist. Just yeah, you know, just driving, you know. <laughs> driving in my garage. There are nine released Nickelback albums. Oof, okay. that's a lot of music. I think that might be as much as the Foo Fighters. Do you think so? They have a lot of albums. Are you putting them on the same level though in quality? Depends on the album. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Their recent output has not been very good. Oh my god, you're right. There are exactly nine Foo Fighters albums. Holy shit. 
It's a fucking conspiracy. No one's <laughs> seen them s- in the same room Whoa. together. Exactly, exactly. They're, You're right. They might be the same band. Who knows? Probably. Wow, we found it. It's possible. Have, have you heard of power chords? Because <laughs> let me tell you that these bands have know some power chords. Dave Grohl, Chad Kroger, Chad Grohl, Grohlger. They're basically the same person, <laughs> is what Chad I'm saying. Grohlger. It's my favorite Star Wars character. What are we? What? What's going on? What? What have we been up to? This is okay. I should say that Fireside Friends is, um, it's a podcast where we talk about media. Um, for segment one, we kind of just talk about stuff that we've been up to. For segment two, we're going to be talking about Goodbye to Halos by Valerie Halla. That'll be in segment two. This is segment one. Um, there should be a timestamp in the description if you want to go to segment two and just skip all of this. But for now, we're going to just chat. Have some chats. Chats. That's a different podcast. That's Copyrighted. another podcast. Copyrighted. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me go eat some cereal. <laughs> We'll make a whole operation out of it. It'll be great. Yeah. Oh boy, we do. We literally did this last month where we referenced other podcasts that were on, and then we were like, "No, no one gets this." <laughs> no one. <laughs> no. But these are just the titles of them. People know the titles of it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, they all get plugged at the end. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Might as well just work it now. Why not? It's like um, like subtle marketing. Like if you keep saying the names of your other shows, then people will start like searching them, and then. And then there you oh, go. Oh, you know what we should you we oh, you know what we should do? You know those like TV shows that like like How I Met Your Mother that like edit ads in like after the fact? Like yeah. uh, like when they're re-airing, they just edit in new ads. We should just do that for podcasts. Like go yeah. into like the the third Fireside Friends and just be like, check out Operation Serial. <laughs> yeah. Alan, what have you been up to other than playing a Firewatch? What the fuck was episode three? A fire? What was Alan, what have you been up to? Oh, I've been playing Fortnite. Fortnite, <laughs> like Battle that. Royale. Oh my god, episode <laughs> episode three was a wild podcast appears, so we can be like, yes. hi, welcome our friend Katie from Wait, <laughs> Katie at Cedar Grave on everything. Yeah. What have you been playing? Oh, I've been playing Pokemon Go and my to the polls. Pokemon Go to the polls. It's the primary election. Y'all go fucking vote if you can. Oh God, I'm gonna go vote in the midterm. Because <laughs> we totally yes, that's true. We have podcasts from before the U.S. president election, and then we have midterms, and yeah, you can just slot <sighs> those in as needed. Oh God. I, I was Alan, oh, Alan, what's one piece of media that you want to talk about for real quick? Uh, God, frick. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, the thing is, all the stuff that I've been, I've been watching, the stuff that people keep telling me to watch. Like, I watched that Agretzico anime, and it was like, that's fine. And I I don't want to talk about a video game, because video games are boring. Uh, I, mean, they, I don't know. Depends on the game. Name me one good video game. Exactly. I played Soma. Oh shit! You did play Soma. That's oh. a good game. Yeah. That's a good game. Uh, That's the uh, Soma, of your shit. Soma is like a first-person narrative game. Also, it's a horror game um, where you're like exploring this like underwater laboratory and trying to find out shit that happened. It deals with like 
themes of like human consciousness and like integrating or like transferring life from like human bodies to like digital uh life it is really fascinating and really good they added like safe mode where like there's there's like enemies in the game and like on normal mode they would kill you so you have to hide from them and that sort of distracted from like the storytelling a little bit so they made it so they put it in a mode where it's like oh you can play the game without having to worry about the monsters killing you and that version of the game is very good um if you're interested in playing that game I would highly recommend it. I liked it a lot. It's probably one of my favorite horror games now. Wow. Yeah. I've heard a lot about it, and I know a lot about it. So usually whenever I, like, know a lot about the plot of a game, I don't play it because I already know what happens. Right. But I have heard incredibly good things. Yeah. And I definitely recommend, like, not looking up the story beforehand because it goes places. Too late for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I yeah, good. I'm still really interested in playing that game because I, I I like a lot of the same horror stuff that you like, Ryan. And I mm-hmm. uh, after playing Tacoma, I was just like, I want more experiments in first person storytelling. Um, yeah, especially like larger scale stuff because to- Tacoma like uses its uh, like limited scale really well. But I would like to see something that can expand its spaces more. Yeah. Soma is still very much like tight corridors and stuff, mm. but the places where it does get expansive are like really good and evocative. Um, so, yeah, there's like there's like one water, water underwater segment towards the end Ooh. where it felt like a Silent Hill thing. It was really good. Ooh, Silent Hill. Yeah, correct. That's the that's the game. If I play a Silent Hill, Ryan, I should just play Silent Hill 2, right? That's the one to play? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, play with a guide if you want, because parts of that game are pretty outdated. Mm. Um, but as like a as like a thing, as like a game that has interesting themes and also like encapsulate the sort of atmosphere of Silent Hill, that's kind of like the good, that's the good one. That's kind of the good balance there. Is it long? Because I feel like my problem with horror games is is like I, if I if they start to go on for too long, I can't keep coming back to them. It's pretty long. The thing is, like, there are a lot of, um, there's a lot of like going to a location and just stumbling your way through it until you know what to do, mm. and a lot of like searching for searching like within an area and finding the way out and a lot of that stuff that would take a long time if you don't already know the game i see but i feel like if you play it with a walkthrough it's it would be pretty manageable mm-hmm. so you could just be like oh this is the room i have to go to uh, this is the puzzle that i'm dealing with right now uh these are the solutions whatever um i'd recommend playing with the guide or just watching a playthrough of it um but yeah i don't know it's not necessarily a game that I would be like, you have to play this, and this is the only way you can experience it. I would probably, if you don't want to play it, probably just watch someone play it on YouTube. Um, that knows, I mean, there's a ton of like Silent Hill fans on the internet yeah. that play, that have LPs, like Voidburger and such, um, that have good LPs. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like for Silent Hill, the gameplay is very much of its time, but the storytelling and the ideas of it uh, hold up 
pretty well. Yeah, it seems it seems in my alley to to where I'd at least want to try it, and I think if I got if I bounced off of it, I would just watch it because I'm I'm interested in it as a, not only an experience but just like as a piece of history because I feel like yeah. it's important to a lot of people I know, and I'm I'm always trying to like understand what my friends like more. Yeah. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to talk about, Alan? I've listened to 58 albums this year. This has been a good-ass year for music. Oh, boy. Yeah. I was looking at all the different lists because I, I, like, keep meticulous lists of all the shit that I I do every year. Um, haven't played any video games except the ones that we always play. Haven't watched... I've literally... I think I've watched... Let's see here. One, two... Four movies (laughs) in 2018. I'm trying to I'm trying to up the movie count. Yeah, um, get that letterbox going. Get that letterbox going. Get that VPN going. <laughs> sure, let's just say it. Yep. Um, um, that's yeah. exciting. You have you have access to all of filmography now that you have. A Not account. necessarily. Hmm. There was look when you get a bad rip, you get a bad rip, and then you just get fed up, and you're like, Fuck I don't want to watch this anymore. Rent it. Yeah, I'm yep. just gonna rent it. Why the fuck would I just watch this shitty rip? It's bad. Right. Um, that's my one frustration with this stuff is just like, if I'm gonna watch a movie, I'm gonna watch a movie. Like, oh, this is a small download here. It's just like, no, this movie looks like ass. You're making the movie look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> It happens especially when you try to get like big long television shows and it's like oh this whole thing's like three gigs and then each episode looks like it was recorded on a postcard yep yeah. and they're always people... really small yeah 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 VLC's people, like, i don't know what to do with this people do that with hannibal because like it's one of it's like it's a good show but then you compress it down and it's just like this isn't great hannibal i think is fine is actually on prime video now so if i end up wanting to watch that which I will. I'm just watching the other Brian Fuller show real quick. Yeah. Um, it's it's at least available there in like streaming HD. So, yep. Try and watch the shows you like in good quality. Between Peaks season three on Blu-ray must be fucking amazing. It's very good. Oh my god, uh, that's great. I want it. Um. Uh, music. Yes, I I've been to more concerts. I I finally finally have become the person who when I tell like my boss like I'm going to this place for a concert, he's like. You go to a lot of those, don't you? And I'm like, yay! I finally do, don't I? <laughs> I, I, I? I think that's what people what uh, people call being a scene kid. Oh no! Am oh. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Remember that time I was like seven years old and I was playing basketball with some family friends in my backyard, and I was like, oh, this is my friend. He's apparently emo. It's short for emotional. And they were like, that's not what that means. And I was like, no, that's what it means. That he's just emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and i had to learn a lot of things that day uh no i've been i guess whatever i'm looking here at all these albums the two big things i got into this year were a the mountain goats and b oh boy k-pop <laughs> so uh ups and downs i like the mountain goats a lot i think they're really cool um i like john darnell's voice a lot i think they have the thing which it's like the most any band can be on their bullshit, which is every time you listen to a Mountain Goat song, you come out of it like really amped up for no reason, and you just want to like punch something. But in like an inspired way, you're like, yeah, yeah, I want to go like destroy the government right now. Let's just go do it. <laughs> it's it, it's really fun. They have a really fun style. Not all their music is like that. They have a whole album that's like a concept album about wrestling, uh, and mm-hmm. it's okay. But that one's not as like exciting. It's just a good album. Um. And then on the other side of the coin, K-pop is 
a whole new world. Uh, yes. It's it's so fun to get into because it's all it's all available. Like the thing with music right now is you don't have to buy albums anymore if you don't want to, but you can. And for K-pop, it's like I can put a bunch of this on my Spotify, or I can just go on YouTube and watch a bunch of like elaborately crafted music videos from the last ten years of these like ten-person mega groups like dancing and doing choreographed moves and like there's a narrative and there's like little bits of fiction in each of the videos and I don't even I don't even know the lyrics to 99% of these songs but I'm just so they're so good mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all bops big they bet are. top Actually, k-pop bands oh go ahead speaking Katie. of k-pop um yeah. I have satellite radio in my car and I usually listen to like this EDM station and it started playing um a like K-pop remix and i was like wow this is really interesting because this is the only time i've ever heard a non-english song on this station before and i thought that was very cool yeah nice. i mean B- bts was on ellen recently like they're it was imper- bts yeah yeah bts is is super now they just put out a new album after a couple years off they're trying to branch out into america they have like <laughs> I think they all speak English, but only one of them is like very fluent in English. So he like does the talking, and it's always fun seeing them in, inter- in interviews. Like they're like, "Hello, nice to meet everybody," and then like seven girls in the audience die instantly. They have a really passionate fan base, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and they're also wonderful. They're all really nice, and they have really nice voices, and they're talented and very beautiful. But um, I like them a lot. I like uh, Twice a lot. They're kind of a, a big girl group. They've been around not too long. They're more of like a bubblegummy like. Oh, I'm having fun, and all their videos are like pastels. And then um, Blackpink is sort of the other side of the coin. The sort of like it's four girls, and they're kind of they kind of talk about kissing, and it's like never over sexualized. Like most K-pop I listen to is not like that horny. Um, it's always to a certain point. It's really interesting mm-hmm. to compare it to like American music videos where um, sexuality is treated very differently, um, or at least like popular American music videos. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's just yeah it's a fun it's a it's a really fun rabbit hole to fall down to and i know if anybody is interested in and in, in, in joining me there are like good playlists out there with like history and information out there to help you understand the whole uh the whole that whole scene yeah i guess like that janelle monet album came out between last podcast and this one right correct yeah i believe that so. was a whole thing i'm seeing her in july <laughs> Lucky. that's exciting it was so expensive i don't know if it was lucky or if it was just my friend couldn't wouldn't stop telling me to buy the ticket until i did oh no <laughs> so expensive oh my god i want to talk about but yeah that album is so good it's so good yeah it's a shame grimes is on it yeah. bum, bum, ba, <laughs> canceled. canceled grimes is canceled i don't like grimes's music it makes me sad I, I mean, me too. I yeah. like her, her aesthetic and everything. And then, like, it just went downhill so fast. So, because, um, you know, I was looking on her Twitter because I was like, oh, I like Ooh. Grimes. And um, then I saw she had announced a collab with Poppy. And I was like, no. Oh, I and was literally like, about to bring up Poppy. That's so funny. Okay. Then, like, What's two days. Hold on. Wait. We need to back up. What's going on with Poppy? I'm seeing a lot of Poppy okay. drama on your timeline, but I don't have any context for any of it. Okay, so basically, like, I fully believe that Titanic Sinclair is, which is Poppy's current uh, creative director, 
is okay. an abusive, um, exploitative dude who, I don't know, just likes to create women into media and then, like, profit off of them. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, before Poppy, he had a project called uh, GroceryBag.TV with uh, another female artist named Mars Argo, who also had bleach blonde hair and was weird and talked in a high-pitched voice and made odd videos and so they broke up he was like stalking her and physically abusing Mm. her and like all this awful stuff and then poppy comes around and poppy is originally a brunette her name is uh mariah i don't remember her last name regardless um she does not naturally have such a high-pitched voice um, she kind of emulates everything about Mars Argo and even wears some of the same clothes and has like the same skits and all of this stuff. And so Mars Argo recently began, uh, started suing um, Titanic Sinclair for domestic violence and uh, like wanting a restraining order as well as suing Poppy for appropriation of likeness mm. of her character. So... That's all been going down. And in the midst of this lawsuit and court summons and everything, Grimes was like, oh, Poppy and I are doing a collaboration. And so everyone's reaction to that has been, um, why? Why now? And then two days after that, I find out that she's dating uh, Old Muskie. So. (laughs) Old Muskie. My favorite Red Dead NPC. (laughs) That's that's what Eli calls him. So, Elon Musk is a fucking cyberpunk supervillain. He's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in Read Only Memories. He's just, in <laughs> just in it. It's him. It's his name. He's literally in Tacoma. <laughs> he's not joking. He's with... yeah. He is referred to as President Musk in Tacoma. <laughs> uh. That Megala photo of them is fucking weird. Yeah, it is. I know. Because. Grimes just looks like Grimes, and then Elon Musk looks like he just, like, just left his mansion for the first time in, like, ten years. I know. and then shave! I'm a weird dude, you know? I'm a weird guy. (laughs) I'm very, very weird. I'm not normal. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I date a weird girl. I, yeah. Ugh. I think, I was thinking about this recently, I talked about this with someone, but, like, as everything we, we, we assume about Grimes comes from like her her social media brand and like her the personality that she gives off, maybe she's just like him. Maybe they do actually relate on a personal level and we just don't know Grimes and we don't know shit about Elon Musk. But the stuff that he has done to do like union busting and, and the practices with um with Tesla and all of that, fucking disgusting. Repulsive. Just yes, a villain. absolutely agree. And then That's she objective. was saying and then she was saying, This never happened. I have the receipts. What? What? <laughs> it's just one receipt. <laughs> Musicians, personalities, it's a whole thing. Elon Musk is going to be the fucking villain of our world, I swear. <laughs> it's just true. Yeah. He's Well, he's busting down on that fake news, so, you know. Yep, yep. He's going to make Verit too. Uh, oh my you know, god, Verit. Maybe he's okay prior to the whole union busting thing, but you know, I mean that's awful. And the things that, um, 
the, the thing that always pushed me away from him is that the people who support him and, and are like, he's the cool scientist who's going to use his billions to make the cool science fiction stuff that we want. That's like the Reddit boys crowd that likes him a lot. Yes. And I'll never trust That's that crowd accurate. of people. Yeah. So I'm good. You, you can miss me from day one. I'm like, yeah, Elon Musk seems suspicious as hell. I'm good. But it's also just like, yeah, somebody has to go to space. And it's just like, <laughs> the only people who's going for going to space is just like which white people. Which white people? We're, we're rich white people. Rich white people, you know? <laughs> Give me so a... it's like... <laughs> Yes, it's Grimes. true. Send send Grimes to space. Oh. Send Grimes to space. Send my gay ass to space. God damn it. <laughs> Come on. He's going to build a spaceship and then call it the USS Grimes. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> I like our very uh, polarized reactions to that, yeah. Alan. <laughs> I, hope that's, I hope that's synced up really well on the audio. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Is that, are we going to stop, are we going to end our segment one on that note? I mean, we could. Oh, since we're talking about, like, visiting past podcasts, I do not like Poppy anymore. (laughs) I I don't think you did during that episode. I think you were like, she seemed fine, and then, oh god, she made a weirdly transphobic joke. Yes. Yeah. And it's only gotten worse. Yeah. So. That was two years ago. (laughs) Oh, I crave that. Same. <laughs> Big mood, dying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Yo, this might be an outtake. I tried to watch Jessica Jones season two. That show's garbage. Yeah. Really? Oh my god. I haven't even like start started that, so like the first episode she's mean to everybody. Like, even her fucking closest friends. And then like the like one the like one black character just does everything for her even though Jessica Jones is like verbally abusive. Yep. And then there's like this fat character and they just belittle the fat character for the whole episode and then until he turned out to be important. Like they don't oh. even believe what he's saying until the end of the episode and then he they kill him. They literally like they fridge him. It's fucking garbage. I hate it. The worst. Oh, it's yeah. the worst. Sounds like quality. Like I, I hate, I hate how like this show is just like, oh, it's the feminist show, and then you get like, just like the mythical like black character who does everything. You get like fat shaming and all this garbage, and it's just like, why? What show are you watching? Yeah, y'all, come on. Well, it's the non-intersectional white feminism show. Yeah. Yeah. God, I. God, did I that pissed me off. I was just like, I'm in the mood for something dumb. I'll try Jessica Jones. People seem to like it. I watched the first season, fell off of it at a certain point, but I'll give season two a try. Nope. <laughs> no. <sighs> Jessica Jones season one, the whole back half of that is just a messy blur in my head of like people running around with knives cutting each other. There was like a whole knife yep. plot. Fuck. It got real bad. Yeah garbage and then defenders was bad and then they're making more and iris is bad. yeah Ugh, i like how the tv stuff was just like this is gonna be a cool alternative to the mcu and then it's just, it's just the mcu they're just doing yeah. it but it's more violent yeah and they can say fuck once like once 
Yeah. It's that's a good point. They sold it as something and it's not that. I think it was around Daredevil season two that I was like, yeah, this isn't. Yeah, you're not okay. I see what's going on. I, I realized it then, and I've just been seeing it get worse. It's super shitty. Yeah. There's like nothing about Marvel right now that I'm interested in except Black Panther and maybe Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, they kind of did a reversal on Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, right, I know. So, yeah, I, I was like, that. you just completely, uh, like ruined everything that Ragnarok built, in my opinion, because he yeah. lost his hammer, lost an eye. Yes. Okay. And now I guess he has this... an eye and has a hammer. <laughs> I guess again. this is gonna be our Marvel segment. But like, okay, here's here's a couple of things. Like the Russos got out there and were like, uh, they were like, Tessa Thompson's character from Ragnarok is not dead, but we can't talk about Tyka's character. Vernon, we can't talk about it. I yeah. Which is, which is just like okay, that means you're like trying to contract him for more Thor movies. Yep. That's all that means. And then and then everything from fucking Avengers is, is going to be reversed because then they got to do another Thor. <sighs> yep. It's fucking bullshit. And Thor in that movie, Thor in Avengers is, is so bad. Avengers is really bad. Don't see it. Thank goodness. God, that movie's a video game for two and a half hours, and then, and then an angst fest yeah. for the last half hour. Yeah, it's so apparently bad. the scene okay. that like actually got to me in Infinity War was was completely like improvised. So yes, no, the actor for uh, this is gonna be spoilers. Sorry, the actor for Spider Man fucking improvised his death. Yes, and this really? and it's the one that people are just like, "Hey, that's pretty fucked up." Yeah, that was the one where I was like, "Oh God," and I teared up. But apparently, that that was completely improvised. So it's like because they can't write well, a good they can't write a good death. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Well, everybody else is just like, "What's going on?" And then they killed Black Panther, what? which like yeah the yes. most like fucking movie that made disney the most fucking money in the world people really believe that they're just gonna be like yeah he's dead now yeah though though he died in that movie and then an audience member went yo what happened <laughs> <laughs> my king what happened <laughs> when you were when you were watching it yeah that's that's funny and it's funny because, um, like, right before he died, he was like, get up, General. This is no place to die. And then what does he do? Rip. He up and dies. Yep. Uh, and then the, when those, like, deaths started happening, uh, we did have one audience member in the very back of the theater just be like, shit! <laughs> <laughs> that was me. You found me in the audience. <laughs> Look. Uh, that movie's <laughs> bad. I... I'm so glad to be free of those Marvel. They made money off a thing that's just meant to make children sad. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, just char- this characters dying. And, yeah, and then and then it's, they're gonna all come back next year. So pre-order your tickets now. And then somebody's gonna actually die to continue because we need to have stakes. <sighs> like that's uh, our that's our Marvel hour, the Marvel, Marvel minute, uh, the Marvel minute. Yeah, there you go. On one, Fuck, we can't, we cannot do that. No, that one episode. super exists. I'm positive that exists. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so I'm on one hand, it's fun for me to be like I'm high and mighty. I don't watch Marvel movies anymore. But on the other hand, like, and I've talked about this privately, but like, I liked being in high school 
and going to see a matinee of the first Thor movie with my friends, and we stayed so long after the credits that the people had to kick us out because we were running around the theater, like, excited about the movie. And it's like, ugh, I, I miss liking that. I miss being able to get over how stupid they are. But they've just gotten worse, and I just don't care anymore. Like, I, I cannot. And even, like, yeah. a new Black Panther, I wouldn't be that. I'd watch it, because I fucking will watch it, Wakanda Forever. But, like... I'm not going to tell you I'm thrilled about it that they're going to make another one. Like, all right, cool. They made a good one. They'll probably make another one. I feel that way about Star Wars now, and that feels sad. Thanks, oh, no. Disney. Like, they'll make another one. It probably won't be the best thing ever, but I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. Like, yeah. Even though I really liked The Last Jedi. Yeah. I liked it. That movie was so polarizing. You don't yeah. see somebody being like, it was okay. You see somebody who was like, I really liked it, or I hated it. It's the worst. This isn't. This isn't even my Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, because I own Star Wars forever. It's me, John Star Wars. That fucking fight in the red room is so good. good. Yes, agree. Yeah, that was a good. That was a, Solo, bad Star Wars movie. Yeah, I'm good. I can't believe I haven't seen it. So it's not great, and apparently. The thing is, like, they have... So, depending on what theater you go to, that might, that movie might be too dark. Oh, that is a Cause thing? Because I, I, I went to the Regal Cinemas, and they showed it, and it looked like a fucking DC movie. And apparently I go online, and it's like, nah, it's just like some theater's projections show it Really? Yeah. That yes. is ridiculous! Yeah, I know. It's fucking weird. talking about goodbye to halos by valerie Halla. um it is a web comic that started in 2015 it is about a young trans girl who gets teleported to a different reality or dimension or something uh and sort of makes friends in this new space uh discovers some superpowers uh, and runs into some mythical beings that are out to get her, basically. Um, so yeah, Alan, what did you think of this comic? Oof. It's a really... Kay- Katie, what did you think about this comic? <laughs> Good talk. It looks so beautiful! <laughs> Beginning to end, it's so pretty. Yes. Uh, yeah, it is a gorgeous comic, um... And especially since it's been, it's been going since 2015, and you could see the like sort of improvements over time. That was really satisfying to see. Yes. Um, but even so, let's start off. There's a prologue, right? And it and it starts off with the protagonist Phoenix. Um, they are sort of dumped into this world. Um, the prologue covers like their transition. So like they had their they are cis at the beginning of it, um, and then over the course of like thirty pages or so, it sort it sort of establishes their life in this new place, um, and they're gradually like identifying as a woman um, as it goes on. It's sort of like a montage of like their work life and like writing letters to their dad who like teleported them to this place. Um, for like with little explanation 
Um, and you see in the letters, like, the more and more goes on, is more resentful, like, the name is crossed out, um, if you, if you notice it, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. And I thought that prologue was a really good way to kick this off, um, as a, like, good mission statement on what the whole comic was going to be about, um, and how concise it was, and how it was able to convey just the arc of the character was really impressive to me. I actually thought so too because um I thought it was really interesting how like with the prologue we're kind of like right there at the beginning and we learn everything about the character but we don't know what is going on with the world and we don't know the setting but it's nice to understand where the character comes from and I really enjoyed that and then I liked how in the actual comic itself we learn more about there's more world building and we learn about the setting and um, all of the, I guess, legends revolving around the main character, and I really appreciated um, the pacing of the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Right, it, it becomes this this kind of narrative of, like, how do you become yourself, both in terms of, like, your gender identity and as a person with powers? And it, it strikes this really delicate balance where it doesn't suggest that, like, coming to terms with your who you are physically means like if you if you understand your gender then you're basically a magical person like her powers are separate from the fact that she realizes she's a girl her realization that she's a girl is basically she comes to this world and uh someone is like hey i have some spare outfits do you want to try them on and she's like oh wait oh this makes way more sense and then she's like i guess i'm a girl and that just is how it works um (laughs) starts calling herself by uh fanique i guess i've i've read so many different ways to pronounce this name i say Um, fennec Fennec, like made, is, is, Fennec makes Phoenix. sense. Well, Fennec makes sense with the fox. I thought that yeah. was, what, but yeah. I've heard, I've also heard Fennec regard, in regards to the fox. I'm gonna say Fennec. We're gonna say Fennec for now. It's fine. Um, okay. But she just starts wearing dresses, and she's like, "I'm a girl." And then also, um, you know, she's she has all these portals that are starting to appear around Market Square, and she has all her friends. And um, I think the early goings of the comic, the first time I read it. I read it all the way through about three times. It's not very long. It's basically, we so far, like, one full chapter has been released in addition to yes. the prologue. <laughs> the first chapter is pretty meaty, though. It has a, yeah. a lot of content. Yeah, but once you've read it the first time and you know what's going on, you, I would just, like, can read in a couple seconds a page because I'm like, ah, I know. Like, I just want to appreciate it and, and, like, see the characters and stuff. But um, chapter one, The Angel of Market Square, is about her... Um, like learning about her past and the war between these people and these portals. And then a person from her past related to her mother comes back and basically tells her, you know, you have to do all this stuff and you're going to go on an adventure. And um, she like recruits all of her friends to a bunch of her friends to come with her or she doesn't choose to, they decide to come with her. Yeah. So it feels like it's sweet. It was really sweet. It's not like the traditional, like gathering the party story that you see in a lot of narratives like this. It's just like, I'm going to go do this. And then they're like, no, you're not. You're not doing it by yourself. We're coming with you. And that is how we come to our team of like, I think it's like four people going Mm -hmm. on this adventure. Um, So it feels like the comic as a large narrative is just starting, but there is so much good characters. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's such a like fun read. It's actually incredibly positive. And I think that Jessica is a hilarious character. Mm -hmm. I love Mm. her. With the cool mom pin on her hat and like all the different <laughs> expressions she does and everything, like 
I always enjoyed scenes where Jessica was there. And, um, I don't know. It's just cute. It's fun. It's nice and positive. And there are, like, certain details that made me really happy. Like, um, the scene where um, Fennec is getting ready and you see her shirtless in front of the mirror. And I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that that's a good a nice, shot. <laughs> I thought that was just, like, a nice touch because... Um, it's not sexualized. Being, yes. Like, and it, she appreciates herself and her trans girl body. And I don't know. I, I, I found it very nice. Yeah, no, there, there are very much like pictures in here, which is just like, oh, this is, this is what a pre-op trans woman looks like. And that's fine. Yes. Like, it's not yeah. sexualized. It's, it's not like, sexualized it or is. demonized. Like, yeah. they're just there in, in. Everybody is there in their own bodies, and their bodies are just fine. And I like that. Um, I I like how large the story feels, even though mm-hmm. it like it when you're reading it, and even just like finishing chapter one, it just feels like we're barely scratching the surface of what's there. Um, and that's like partly due to like, um, sort of like the storybook nature. Of how the overall like story feels, like they they do like a explainer at the beginning of the chapter that explains like the two sort of, uh, like I guess factions or like creatures like the Wilder and the Shades. They're like mm-hmm. two different sort of beings, and then Phoenix is like a mixture of the two. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and like she's one of the only ones. Um. Uh, and then just like going through a portal and not knowing what's going to be on the other side, and then that's where the chapter ends feels like really evocative, and just like oh, there's like this all whole like fucking universe out there, and we don't even know what it looks like yet. Yeah. Um, and it makes some of the it sells the moments where I was like, okay, this is a little bit much, like the like the fight. Towards the end of the chapter is very over the top and very like shown in manga, yeah. Um, which varied in execution for me, but at it sort of like comes together in a good way where it's just like you know what I don't actually want to hurt you, but you're not giving me much choices, um. So please stop. Um, and then the way that ends with like. The god coming down and being like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Okay, and the way that the is part, depicted. The, the god was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Like, that to me was was very um, surprising. I did not mm-hmm. anticipate the god's reaction to, to be in that way whenever they accidentally hurt um, the female shade. I don't know. Right. I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce her name either. Right. But, um, because normally when you think of, like, powerful gods, they're, like, very serious and super stoic, and they're all very decisive with the things they say, and then, you know, there's, like, a a pebble or something that, um, like, hurts the female shade, and the god's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to do that, actually, I'm so sorry. Yeah, there's a lot of vulnerability across the board, even from, like, higher beings in the story that 
I think is cool. I like humanizing God characters in that way. Um, there are a couple moments, speaking of like being relatable, um, some that I liked, some that I didn't like. I think occasionally the like side jokes of like, look at me, I'm gay are like cute. And, but they're like a little bit, they, they lean towards like tweeness in a way that I'm not a fan of. Like personally. That, yeah. That, no, I, so, I understand th- exactly what you mean. There is an aspect of the comic that is like, that is like horny Twitter. A horny queer just, Twitter. 100%. That is such, such an accurate Yeah. And I'm like, not that I'm, I'm not saying that it's bad necessarily. I, it's just not for me. It's not the, the humor that I like. So I like keep like this is a webcomic and it's it's fair that that stuff would be in it but i'm also just like all right let's move on to the next thing please i don't like like this bit like the use of the word frick yeah yeah to me i i like okay so i i do want to put like i I do want to say this um there's this trans girl that i've Um, met in high school and have been friends with her for a while and um for her college thesis she did a lot um about like queerness and being queer and stuff like that and she put out this um piece about queer time which is basically like um you know if you're a trans girl you don't have a girlhood as a young girl if you're not like Mm -hmm. out Right. And so, um, like, after coming out, regardless of what age you are, there is sort of, like, this experience of puberty again, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And yeah. so, like, the stuff that... So, after reading that and everything, I've kind of, like, chilled out a bit because things that I think might be immature or are like that sort of thing when it's coming from people who are like LGBT then I think like well they haven't had time to say these things or experience these things as the person they are if that makes sense so the timeline in, in maturity from how I see it is different and so I'm able like I don't know I'm kind of like I understand where this comes from, but I still find it uncomfortable, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's where I'm coming from as well. Like, I'm not saying it's bad necessarily, but it's also, like, I, like, for me, even when it's coming from a place of queerness, sex jokes often don't land. Just because they're queer uh, jokes, that doesn't mean they're not sex jokes. That's right, but very it, true. Yeah, but it's also just, like, uh, it's still off-putting. Whether it's coming I, I get from, what like, you mean. I don't know. I, I'm also the same way. I'm like, I get where this comes from, but also at the same time, it still makes me uncomfortable because it's still sexual content in the way that it is framed. So, Like, like for me, a joke about fucking is still going to be a joke about fucking. Yeah. And I have... We are all... We all uh, are allowed to find it uncomfortable no matter where it comes from. Yeah. Um. So... But again, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just something that was like, oh, all right. And yeah, you know. and yeah, Katie, that, I, that is probably like my only gripe. So yeah. yeah, like the thing that you're mentioning, your friend wrote about is a really good point. And I would never like actually get mad about somebody for you know replying to a selfie and being like, I'm gay, because like you didn't get to have that. 
for a lot right. of your life. Uh, nah, no, I want to push back against I, that. I'll, I will be, I'll be a little bit passively salty, but I understand why you're... Or, like, as long as it's not intrusive and it's respecting yeah. the yeah. boundaries, I'm fine. I'm, I want people to be able to express that stuff and, and be out about it because they didn't get to for a lot of the time. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff that, that Fennec does in this comic and thinks and says that I do relate to a lot and that I do think works really well. Like, she talks a lot about... Um, she ends up, like, kissing one of her best friends and then encouraging her best yeah. friend to date someone else. Yeah, she, yeah. like, she and, like, there is, like, they're Polly, yeah. basically. Yes. Um, and I thought that was done really well. Yeah, it's just, like... I did, too. She gets, smooches her and then is, like, all right, now you go and go date that fox or whatever. Like, you go and I'm happy for you. And there's no awkwardness and there's no discomfort with that. It's just... It's fine. Um, yeah. And then later in that same section... We get this cool visual effect that they are like, I guess, this aesthetic effect that they do twice in the whole comic where we are like following her train of thought, worrying about something as like mm -hmm. somebody's scarf or like a long piece of yeah, hair. The yes, scarf I is love a really that. good visual yeah. cue. And it really does, it, it works really well because I want the first time they do that, it ends with like one of the, like one of my favorite parts of the whole comic, which is her saying, Is it weird if I want to love everyone? Yeah, and it's like right. feel ya, like kind of feel ya there. Like I understand what yeah. you're you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's fun. Like uh, the secret bonus to reading Goodbye to Halos on the website is that uh, there are comments on all of the on all of the pages where you just get to hang out with a bunch. Of, you get to just read a bunch of queer folks that were in 2016, 2018, being like, "This helped me come out, and this helped me, helped me understand myself." And um, yeah. And like figure that stuff out as the story is coming out and then get really invested in it. And it's like, oh, this is this was helpful for someone. This was like relatable and helped explain a lot of feelings that they were repressing. Yeah, for sure. And the colors, Jesus yes, Christ, the color I, work in this comic is so fucking good. It is so beautiful. And actually, like, it kind of reminds me a lot of the background visuals of Night in the Woods. I yeah, don't know if anybody else felt the same but um just kind yeah. of like the the color schemes and um the way things were laid out i really liked it i thought i'd palette watch 2018 yeah 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 and it's it's intense when it needs to be intense it's varied when it needs to be varied like the like it met all of the colors matched the scenes really well yes and i like how warm Fennec is like comparatively to the rest of the um the world at times um yeah. and i thought it was cool because um she was portrayed as the sun and right it like that she brings light to people and stuff because of how nice and and sweet she is and how she wants to understand people instead of just um what what is it called like demonize them for stuff that they might do that are bad things but right it's nice and positive and i really appreciate it yeah i also really like the longer pages that sort of the whatever movement is happening on the page just like goes downward yeah like yeah. That's yeah some good shit good really good like um sort of visual uh 
I'm I'm blanking on terms. Sorry. It's been a while since I read Scott McCloud, but <laughs> oh, God. good it's, it's use of the, the form. Yeah. Good use of the form, I say. Okay. Let me push back my glasses. <laughs> Alan, you I cut you off. Sorry. No, I, I was just kind of agreeing with everything. Um Yeah, you were talking about like uh how big the story feels earlier and uh I'm just going through it right now and even like there's a whole fake language in the background of this comic that people have translated. So every store has, like, all the stores and, like, buildings are named things. And, uh, like, one of them is translated, and people use that to make a cipher to then translate the rest of the comic. And so Valerie Hall has been trying to, like, put more of that and wants to do way more of that with the story because she knows, like, people love that kind of shit. See, I love that, too, because yeah. that that is one of my favorite things um, in... Uh... Madoka, actually. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, there's like this this weird language that is used, and it turns out it's a cipher for German, and then people translate the German into their respective languages, and then there's like this whole other depth to the story and names and characters that you wouldn't have known about otherwise. I find it so cool. Yeah, it's, it's something you can get like really invested in. It's like <laughs> Alan's version of this is getting into the Bionicle novelizations and then learning how to, <laughs> <laughs> how to write the Toa Nova language. Toa Nova language. Uh, and my version of this is Fez. <laughs> it's just Fez. <laughs> just Fez entirely beginning to end. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Do y'all think you're going to stick with it as it continues to come out? Hell yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't. Might, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. It it's... doesn't update super often. I, like every other day. On weekdays, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely going to keep up with it. But it's also really accessible, um, mm-hmm. which I find nice. So it's not difficult to keep up with. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, I actually really like it. I made a big effort this month to try a bunch of a bunch of webcomics so that I would be able to, like, discuss what else this is coming out in the wake of, like, around the same time. Because um, right. the only webcomics I read when I was younger were, like, Penny Arcade and It's Ilk. Um, but I tried reading Homestuck and like Homestuck's fine. It's super inaccessible though. Cause it's like a million pages, um, and uses so much jargon. This, this, this comic has like no jargon. And when it does, it like fully explains it to you. Uh, mm-hmm. so I'd rather have like funny hashtag relatable jokes here or like the scene where she's talking to the cute cat girl and then pats her on the head and all that stuff. than like mm-hmm. really niche, like internet forum, 2007, uh, hacker speak that like Homestuck does, or like it's again other web comics. Um, yeah. but yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to keep up with it. I think chapter two already looks really interesting. I noticed like the character, new character introduction. Well, yeah. well, kind of because the character that's introduced because, in chapter two, yeah, she's been present in visuals. Yeah, there's a the there's past. a scene in chapter one where where Fennec like sees a glimpse of another portal, and there's like two other characters in there, and one of them is this girl. Uh. Clarissa Strong and yeah and also I'm pretty sure the person in the blue scarf is her sister but that's just me yep that's there's a fan theory like um there's a desktop background on the on on Valerie Hall's website that's like a bunch of cool characters and it's Fennec and it's Clarissa and it's a third character with horns so we we actually have a trio that we're gonna know uh, we're gonna get to know at some point of magical I guess magical girls (laughs) I guess that's what we're doing (laughs) yeah so um it's 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 got a lot it's got a lot going for it. I think I, I I'm really interested in seeing where it goes over time. 
Uh, and Valerie mm-hmm. Hall is just like really fun to follow online too. Like her Twitter is super nice, and she posts a lot of like positive stuff and um, draws a lot of like cool queer art uh, and engages with her fans a lot too. Because it's not like immensely popular, but within its community, people love talking to her and asking her about stuff, and she's very open to answering questions. So it's a good time. Yeah. It has been a good time. I'm always pleasantly surprised by things. So. <laughs> if you keep your expectations low, then things will pleasantly surprise you. And it always makes me very happy whenever we come across media on this podcast specifically and we all have a good experience with it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to dislike anything. And I think like I said earlier, there's stuff that we disliked about this. I think um like we're just real quickly like regarding the way that it talks about sex and uh and makes those kinds of jokes like fennec has the fortune of being transported to a community of entirely of queer people of queer furries let's like to be honest like animal people (laughs) yeah like she gets she gets to live that dream and then like grow up in that dream for years and you know not all of us got to have that and it's nice for like wish fulfillment but that's part of why i think I bounced off of that relationship to her queerness is like, I didn't, I don't, I have them now on the internet, but I don't live with a bunch of cool queer people who I, who like kiss each other and, and date each other and do all this stuff. Like that's just not an experience that I or anyone I know really has right now. Another aspect that bothered me is the fact that like everybody wants to fuck her. Yeah. She's that. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't into that. They make jokes about like, oh, everyone likes you. Everyone you talk to has a crush on you immediately. Like, what? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Can't relate. Cannot. Um, <laughs> just. I think they they have gone away from that a lot in the last couple. Yeah. As they yeah. focus on the the story and the like friendships, and the magic. But I also think that you can like I I want more. I want more platonic relationships in queer media as well. Yeah, not everyone's got to uh, be yeah. fucking. Like exploring poly stuff is great, and I'm for it. But also, like, they're, you know, poly people don't fuck everybody around them. <laughs> like, they have we have friends too. Me so. and my ten girlfriends. Yeah. So <laughs> there, like, there is definitely um, value in platonic relationships that I think is often overlooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in all media. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. Sure. That's not. That's not. That is not at all limited to queer media. That's just a thing. Yep. That's just a thing across. Like when Zootopia came out, people were like, "Are they fucking? Like, <laughs> what is wrong with all of you?" Yeah. Um, but yeah. Is that it? That might it? be it. You think it's time for us to say goodbye to Halos? Uh... <sighs> I mean, the comic's still going, so no. <laughs> I did the thing. I did a face when I said that. I did the thing that, like, young, usually young girls do in anime where someone, like, is like, get out of here. Don't come into my store. And then they, like, pull down on their eye and, like, stick their tongue out. Like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I did exactly that face. I'm the villain. Yeah. Does, this, does this comic have a villain? Uh, I mean, kind of. There are people after Phoenix. True. It's like it's like a concepts are the villains at this point, as opposed to like a concrete villain. Yeah, I'm interested in there in, in like having a, a singular person 
Because, you know, Man, Ine, Ine is, is like someone where you learn to love and she has the, the face turn and all this stuff. But yes. she's not a villain in any shape of the word. Yeah. Mad potential on this good, good comic. For sure. Right. Is that it? That's what we got. Yes. It's my story and I'm sticking to it. Next episode, we're going to play another visual novel. Um, we're, we have yet to decide which visual novel that will be. We will let you know via the internet, Twitter, etc. Um, what that is. But yeah, look, be on the lookout for what we're doing. I guess technically this month, this is episode's late. But yeah, we're going to do a visual novel. Be on the lookout. Uh, Alan, do you want to plug stuff? Sure. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Alan Ibrahim. That's spelled A-L-L-E-N-I-B-R-A-H-I-M. And you can listen to me on a couple of other podcasts, one of which is the aforementioned Chats, a television podcast, where my friend John and I are discussing Pushing Daisies. Uh, we've just started, so if you want to hop on that show, it's very good and fun. Um, our discussions are interesting, I think. And I'm also on The Garnet Wager, which is a podcast I do with my friend Six, where the two of us watch the Korean game show The Genius. And uh, we're about to be starting season two, and we have a new format for that show that I think people are going to like. It's a lot more simple than this whole games, points, credit system that we had going before. So, am I on anything else, Ryan? Are you on anything else? I've guessed it on podcast. <laughs> the th- here's what it is. I, I, I started guesting on podcasts this year. That was one of my resolutions. So, I always forget, like, am I on one of the things I'm guesting on? Or do I plug the thing I guessed on? I think that's it. I'm Ooh. on three podcasts. That's Those are the good ones. Check it out. I mean, where do you want Oops All Anime? All the time. I'm like, I'm like, all almost always on Oops All Anime. That's a, if you want to check that out, it's okay. on Scanline Media's Patreon. Uh, I talk with Jen and, and Six about anime sometimes. Right, Katie, do you want to plug stuff? Yes, I am at Cedar Grave on most websites. Um, specifically, Instagram <gasps> is where you can find a definitive collection of my art not also weighed down by other things i may retweet that have nothing to do with art so <laughs> poppy drama <laughs> you can also find me on twitter at cedar grave um as well as DeviantArt. um Ooh. i want to do more with me drawing so um <laughs> definitely yeah those those places instagram for sure all right, you can find me on Twitter at RyanPersadMC. That's my name, plus the M and the C. I'm on another podcast called Operation Serial with my partner, Jen. We watch cartoons and talk about them for like a half hour every week. We did Code Lyoko. We got to a point in Code Lyoko where it got really bad. <laughs> uh, and then we're gonna, we're, now we're going to do Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, so look out for that hot Yu-Gi-Oh content. Um Katie did the artwork for that, so if you want to check out some Katie art, the artwork for that is really good. Thank um, you. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm only on two podcasts. This one and that other one. So, um, Oh, on my Twitter also you can find an essay I did about trans comics. I did it for a class and then I put it on Medium. So if you want to learn more about trans representation in comics, go check that out. Hell yeah. And uh, 
yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Fireside Friends. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Good luck out there, and don't forget to take care of yourselves. We'll see you all next month. This Bye. month. Bye. This is next month. Bye. Anyway. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>